Welcome again to Common Room's Perfect 10 series, a series of 10-minute conversations with Braille and community experts live on Twitter Spaces. I'm Rebecca, the head of community at Common Room, which is the community intelligence platform that helps you build better products, deepen relationships, and grow faster. You can hang out with us and more than 700 DevRel and community leaders in our Uncommon community Slack. So you can find us at commonroom.io slash uncommon. You can also learn more about Common Room itself at commonroom.io. But enough about us, about me. I'm super excited to welcome Rylan Goldstein. He is the head of product at Temporal Technologies. Um, he was actually on a couple of weeks ago as well um, with Sean Wang. And today we get just him. Uh, we get him all to ourselves is what I mean to say. Um, and really excited to talk about how um, he is really looking into like inviting a broader set of developers into Temporal this year. Hey, Ryland, it's so good to have you back. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Rebecca, it's, it's great to be back. And I, I have a better audio setup this time, so it should go um, more smoothly overall. You sound crystal clear. And you know what? I thought it was, uh, it was kind of fun. It was very clear that we were live last <laughs> time. So this time I have to like, you know, knock on something so people know it's actually as well live. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad, so, I'm glad I was able to provide an exciting experience last time. It was exciting for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so at the end of last time, or at the end of our Spaces chat last time, you noted that you're super excited to bring a broader set of developers into Temporal. Um, and honestly, yours is a mission that is shared by many. Um, how do we bring more people into this product experience? How do we get more voices to make sure that we are building the right thing? How do we empower people to feel like they can interact with us and affect the outcome of the product? Um, so I think it'd be super rad if you dove into the idea of opening the door for others a little bit more in this 10 minutes. And if, there, if you could share maybe a few ways that you're looking to augment the product or to work cross-functionally with your complementary teams to, to, to achieve that, right? To open up Temporal to a broader set of developers. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think uh, maybe it will be most helpful if I start with like some sort of context and like some, you know, kind of um, defining the problem that we actually have. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, at the most like, you know, fundamental level, uh, Temporal is all about making it much easier and more reliable to build complex applications and software. Um, and so, you know, because of that, our, our potential market on like a long enough time scale, let's say, uh, is really any application that relies on the internet to function. Uh, and so for us, like this inherently means that we eventually will need to win over all the people who are actually building applications out there, um, which essentially translates to almost entirely developers. And so from day one, we really believe that our North Star uh, is a product that resonates with developers at all levels and across most domains. So if you look at like our product and our user base today, uh, you'll notice that we're actually super far removed from you know, reaching every developer, like really, really far removed. Um, and so you know, even though our product provides tremendous value, um, to get to that value, it requires some like serious technical competence and dedication, um, and you know, far above the levels that you would even get taught in like in graduating from a, a university in computer science. Um, and so, you know, like for large companies who are paying a real financial price for their applications not being reliable or not running correctly or being very difficult to maintain, or even just say a senior engineer who knows their distributed systems, um, they're more than willing to pay this kind of entry price uh, to use the system and get all the benefits that it comes with. Um, but, you know, if you look on the other side of the spectrum, um, definitely not like a senior engineer, let's say someone who's like a boot camp graduate and they only know some JavaScript and CSS and HTML, um, not only do the rough edges of the system seem like too high of a price for the experience they get, um, they don't even understand the core con like concurrency, parallelism, primitives that you need to actually, you know, realistically use Temporal today. Um, and, you know, like, in all honesty, personally, that's, that's a shame because uh, in reality, Temporal could and would provide them with like a ton of value. Um, but it we're sort of getting in our own way before that can e even really happen. Uh, and so our to make Temporal usable, even more than that, um, enticing, let's say, to a bootcamp graduate, uh, because we feel like that will really be us delivering on our real vision for uh, Temporal. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, and 
I'm curious if, so you said something that was so striking to me, right? You're like, um, it's right now, Temporal is really far removed, as you were just saying, from, from most developers' reach. Um, and so you're trying to open it all the way up to that person who's graduating from boot camp. How did you, was that something that you heard from your community members? Or is that something that just internally you realized this is such a complex product? Like, how, was there a way that you determined um, who it's serving today and, and who it's not serving? Yeah, and like, uh, it's sort of also the answer to, you know, how we can uh, approach this and make it better, which is that, um, you know, when I when I joined, I actually come from like, I have a very deeply technical background in distributed systems and scale out computing. But I, right before working in Portal, I'd actually like the um, front end space, right, like building some sort of competitor to Firebase. Uh, and so I spent a lot of time with JavaScript developers, definitely much different than the profile of like the average developer that's working with Temporal. Uh, and so the moment I showed up and, you know, started working at Temporal, it was obvious to me that we were catering to a much different audience than that one. Um, and, you know, there's like so many levels of it, like, you know, from the point of view of like uh, the actual product surface area itself, and like what we expose to people, the, again, the technical concepts and um, computer science fundamentals that you're you know, required to understand, um, the way that we actually present the product to people and like the resources that we provide along with it. So like the documentation, um, I would say within like the JavaScript ecosystem, um, you know, not having like seriously completely comprehensive, really top-notch documentation, it will instantly like kill a project. Um, within like, you know, more uh, deep tech spaces, like distributed systems, like, well, you're lucky to have any documentation. And so it was very clear that, you know, we had all these things culturally even, you know, we were a bunch of people who wrote like Go and uh, Java and like, you know, systems languages and backend languages. Uh, and so there's just so many things culturally, technically, um, you know, from the product marketing, like what we're saying on our website uh, that just doesn't really appeal and resonate with the other class of developers that we want to go after. Uh, and so, yeah, it was it was pretty um, apparent very quickly. Uh, I actually started sort of making like an inventory when I showed up of like, what are all the things that I feel like in the fullness of time we will need to do to win over, you know, this broader group of developers? Oh my gosh, documentation. Uh... Wow, that I mean, having worked at AWS and then working here at, at Common Room, where we're you know working on fully documenting the whole product, it is such a real living document that consistently needs to change and be updated and accessible in language that anyone can understand. It's such a it's such an art form. Absolutely. So you said that you took uh, inventory, and I'm curious if you know when you're looking at that, if you're looking at that inventory about what are the different ways that you can open this up and make it more accessible to more developers. What are a few steps that you're excited to take in the next quarter or the first half of this year in terms of starting to say like, you know, inventory is 10 things, but here are my top three here are like, or here are top two ways that I think we can have some pretty significant impact. Um, what are you looking at in terms of these first three to six months that you want to start to bring that accessibility and really focus on those areas? Yeah, great question. I would even start with like some of the ones that uh, the one that I cared the most about, we were able to get done even last. So like, um, you know, when I showed up for all the languages that we supported at the time were Go, um, Java, so sort of Ruby. Um, and I think that was basically it. Uh, and so, you know, it was it was very clear that that's like not on the I mean, Go is like a relatively modern language, but it's not like a progressive language. Like, you know, people looked at JavaScript or like WebAssembly, something like that. And so um, I knew that like there was a million things getting in our way from like winning over JavaScript developers. But like a pretty reasonable place to start is like actually supporting JavaScript as a language. Um, and so that was one that, you know, I actually was able to hire one of my best friends uh, and he joined the company and he produced like a really amazing and actually like super cutting edge uh, JavaScript experience for us that like actually provides like isolation for your running code and stuff, a bunch of other uh, bells and whistles. Uh, and so that was actually the biggest thing for us. Like I would say, you know, even probably this year, like getting JavaScript in and having a, like a 
place for people who want to use, um, you know, temporal and know only JavaScript to actually even, you know, be able to do that. Uh, that's huge. Uh, I would say actually another one is like, it even comes down to hiring. Like that's another aspect of this. And like, you know, uh, culturally, like we have an amazing, really sharp at temporal, uh, but they kind of have like a semi-similar background in terms of work in these big companies. So usually more again on like the back end side of things. Uh, and so another thing that I felt was really important is that we, you know, hire someone and bring someone in who's very culturally different and like kind of uh, disruptive to us. Uh, and so we were also able to hire uh, Sean Wang last year, who was on the, the spaces last time. Um, and I think that's actually like one of the biggest things we've done as well is that, you know, he has a completely different audience. He has a completely different perspective and also just lower tolerance for like you know, tech products that are fun to use and enjoyable to use. Yeah, totally. And I really applaud you for doing that thing that can actually feel sort of uncomfortable sometimes to like to push yourself to have this voice that thinks in a totally different perspective, but definitely brings like a, a rising tide lifts all ships, right? It's like, that's so good that it brings everyone up to thinking about different things from different angles. Exactly. And um, Ryland, I, I wanted to uh, point out a couple things. One, the, the phrase sort of supporting Ruby just makes me laugh. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, congrats on getting JavaScript support out last year and with your best friend, which is super fun. So that's amazing. Um, I'm curious if you could tell me what the community reception has been so far, right? So have you seen um, have you seen or heard from community members that already are with these incremental changes, like, you know, really fully supporting JavaScript? What's the feedback been? What's the things that they're asking for next in terms of how, how are these opening up dialogues with your community members today? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we've actually been super fortunate that, you know, between people who were already in our ecosystem that had interest in JavaScript, like some people who are already using Temporal with other languages and just wanted to expand out, uh, but also people from, you know, my network and, and Sean's network and other, uh, you know, uh, people who work at Temporal's networks, we were able to get a really, really big reception for our um, JavaScript release. And so I think even when we announced our beta, we already had like three or four people who were running in production. Um, there's already people, you know, like running on our cloud product um, for JavaScript and, and it's still in beta as well. Um, so I think that, you know, overall, it's been super positive. Um, one very funny thing is that, you know, with the JavaScript SDK, uh, we did a lot of things that were super innovative compared to our other SDKs. And so um, one of the biggest reactions we got was that people who are using Go and Java and like with PHP now is uh, another one, uh, they immediately started asking us like, hey, when is this stuff that landed in JavaScript SDK going to be coming to the other languages? And so it's actually kind of pushed uh, the raise the bar, so to speak, and what people expect from any temporal uh, language experience. Yeah, interesting. It's almost like delivering a um, like a package, right? Where it's like, okay, when we drop this in the SDK, then we're actually going to apply this to all the other SDKs as well. Yeah. And yeah, I wonder if you did you expect that to happen? That to be the response, or are you like, okay, we're learning along with our community? We took a lot of risks, so we didn't know if it, we we expected it was either going to you know be that or the opposite of like you know get that shit away from my SDK like that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we got fortunate, and it was definitely uh, the first one. And I think people, have, yeah, like it's inspired us internally. Like now, whenever we're making changes to the other SDKs were like, yeah, this used to be like very acceptable, but like we know it could be done better. Are we let ourselves do it this this way that we were doing it before? And so it's it's been a good motivator even internally. Yeah, and something that I wanted to double click on too is um internally, right? There's a whole lot of teams. You're on there's product, there's developer advocacy, there's marketing, there's sales, there's growth, customer success, um, engineering. Sorry to <laughs> we're talking about engineering and dev, and I forgot to say that. Um so I'm wondering. It takes a whole inter all internal teams to really support a community from different perspectives. And you're saying, you know, like even the way we talk about our product on our site is maybe not as accessible to a broader array of devs. Um, are there certain ways that you're working cross-functionally and like leading from the product side and bringing other teams in um, in terms of like how, how do you support your community across the board at Temporal? 
Yeah, it's funny. I'll give you a very uh, specific and probably biased perspective here. But, uh, you know, like, first of all, we're, we're still very, like, relatively small. I mean, like, say 50 to 60 people. And so uh, it, it feels still like just one group more than, you know, a bunch of different you know, subgroups. I'm also sort of more on, like, the top down side of things in terms of what I get, you know, a visibility into and what I'm, I'm working on. And so uh, I would say that, you know, like, it's something that's just being done at a whole company level. There's, like, every single interaction we have, every single thing that we build, every single thing we write, I have to put it through this filter of, like, will this resonate with people? Like, is this going to, you know, just be something that makes sense in like the monoculture of like today's temporal, or is this something that's also going to, you know, make sense and be exciting for somebody who's like a little bit different profile than I am. And like, you know, at first you don't want to go too drastic and you don't want to ask people to, you know, um, basically represent someone who doesn't feel very connected to themselves. Uh, so it's small steps at first, like, okay, well, what if we were, you know, doing things a bit more progressive here, a bit more progressive there. And, and, you know, it's not a problem that you can like have a quick fix for. It's just something that you have to put a lot of time and energy into and just, you know, wait for the results to happen. Yeah, and I think it probably goes all the way back to what Steph and Jeff were talking about in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, also, of just like more inviting more voices who you hadn't heard from before and inviting those different perspectives where you're like, okay, this is going to be a forcing function for me to think not like me, but as someone else. Absolutely. 100%. Um, well, where can people find more about you and Temporal? Will you let us know how to follow you and how to uh, see what's going on in the Temporal community? So, yeah, I mean, uh, fortunately, I think with Twitter spaces, it should be pretty easy to know how to follow me. Uh, I think for uh, Temporal, we have a Twitter account. Um, it's at Temporal.io. Uh, you can also visit, like, you know, we have a, um, a website and you can request, like, a meeting with someone from our sales team or even from the product team. Uh, we have a Slack and a community forums. We're really, really aggressive about answering things there. So, like, any questions that you have, um, you know, feel free to ask them. Uh, and if you're just, you know, like, really interested about the technology and you want to chat with someone, like, even feel free to DM me on Twitter. Um, there's no problems with that. I love that. I love aggressively answering questions. Like your question will be answered within 22 minutes, SLA. Ag aggressive question answering. Um, Rylan, thanks so much for joining us again and for speaking on behalf of, you know, broadening product use cases to de temporal developers. Oh, thanks for inviting me. It was great. Great topic. Yeah.